This episode is brought to you by Stepmom Magazine, a monthly online resource for any woman dating, living with, or married to a person with kids. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. Hey everybody, it's Naja. Welcome back to another episode of I Know I'm Crazy. I don't know why I say it like that every time, y'all. But I'm here with literally, she doesn't know it, but she's one of my favorite people, Brenda Oken. She is the publisher, creator, founder of Stepmom Magazine. Hey, Brenda. Hey, Naja. <laughs> so, Brenda, I know like, you don't know this, but when I was in the beginning of my, I wasn't even an official stepmom yet. I was just dating a guy with kids. And I was like, oh, dear God. This is madness. And one of the first resources that I actually ever found was Stepmom Magazine. And I subscribed. And I don't know how many years it's been now. How long have you been in, in publication, in circulation? We just celebrated our 10th, 10th anniversary. So 10 God. years. Are- 10 years. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. I haven't researched this, but I think she has one of the oldest publications that is strictly for stepmothers and if she doesn't it's the one that i use so whatever sorry guys sorry anybody else um so brenda in in traditional i know i'm crazy fashion i actually sent you uh, a disclaimer because most people i forget i'm like oh my god well you know tell me why you're crazy and so brenda being the prepared person that she is i was like hey brenda by the way you're gonna have to tell us you know why you're crazy on the podcast brenda sent me a list y'all so she's like super prepared so i i already had her list <laughs> today i'm prepared not always <laughs> so brenda gave me a list of the things that make her crazy in no particular order number one women who air their family's dirty laundry or post sarcastic stepmom memes on social media for all to see. Why does that grind your gears? Well, for, for a lot of reasons. Um, the, the first is, you know, social media, it, it is so easy to um, kind of hide behind your keyboard and say what you really want to say, but would never dare to say to somebody's face. Mm. Um, you know, some of the things that I see online in different stepmom groups um, really are, it just makes us look bad. It makes all stepmoms look bad. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I, I'm certainly not saying I've never had a lot of those really what I call just ugly, ugly kind of thoughts. Um, I absolutely have. But once you put them out there on social media for all to see, it's sort of a, it's a different ball game. And it, it really reinforces all the negative stereotypes that are out there about us, about us being, you know, wicked and unkind. And, um, you know, it just doesn't do us any favors. And another reason that I, it really, really drives me crazy is that if, and I just had this happen on our Facebook page today, as a matter of fact, where somebody's family member saw something that was posted and was very hurt by it. So we have to remember that, you know, it, especially if you're, if you're posting in a, in a Facebook group, which by the way, no Facebook group is ever a hundred percent private. It's very easy to create, you know, a pseudo account or log in with a friend and go in and see what's being posted. Um, you know, and, and when things are, tricky with our families people can get kind of sneaky so you have to know that things out there are they're they're out there for everybody to see it can really hurt an already fragile relationship in the step family situation and and the last reason and this is just this should be obvious to everybody is this stuff is admissible in court <sighs> you write it down if you put it online if it's if if you are in a situation where you know there are attorneys um, <laughs> involved, this can all be used in court. So you have to be really careful about what you say, because you may just be venting. You may just be upset. You may, you may com- be completely justified in what you're saying. It might be 100% true, but you have to be so careful once you put it out there for the whole world to see. You know, I've gotten subpoenaed once based on something somebody said in my Facebook group. 
And I was like, oh God, like you guys, like, oh God, you guys, this is the internet. You're right. Okay. So number right. two, she's, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nope. That's her. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the next thing that makes you crazy is the words bio mom and bonus mom. And oh my God, don't kill me. Cause every time I submit an article to write for Stepmom magazine, <laughs> I totally use the word bio mom and I'm going to stop now. Cause I did not know it made you crazy. So why does, why do the words bio mom and bonus mom make you crazy? Well, you know, this is, this will spark some heated debate in the stepmom um, community because, and, and I know this isn't always a really popular stance, but I've been doing this for a lot of years and, and there are a few reasons why these words really make me crazy. <laughs> the, trouble, the trouble with the word bonus mom is that most stepmoms self-label. And what I be, mean by that is their, their stepkids did not come to them and say, hey, I want to call you my bonus mom. Because most kids don't think of a step anything as a bonus. Mm. And, you know, we use, stepmoms use bonus mom to feel better, quite frankly, we, there is a, there is a social stigma. Uh, there is a, um, connotation with the word stepmom and women don't want to be associated with that. And so they call themselves bonus moms. So I, my, my real problem is that if your stepkids are okay with it, if you've talked about it, or if they've even come to you, if you're one of those really lucky stepmoms who, who has that great kind of relationship and it works for you, that's great. I'm not saying it can never be used, but I'm saying if you're self-labeling, we need to be really careful with that. The reason I don't like bio mom is num number one, I, and I'm not even a biological mother, okay? But if I were, having somebody refer to me as my child's bio mom would drive me freaking crazy. It sounds kind of robotic, right? Like It really <laughs> does. And that's a way that we dehumanize that other woman too, though. I think yeah. that's, it kind of makes us feel a little bit better. Uh, and I'm guilty of it as well. You know, I, I used yeah. to be, but yeah. And I feel like if my stepkids ever heard me refer to their mother as the bio mom, I think that, I think they'd have a real problem with that. And so mm. out of respect for them, that's one of the reasons I don't like to use that word. Um, but I've also, you know, through the magazine, I've, I've talked with a lot of women who are stepmoms and moms. And what they have said is that, you know, as a mother, I don't like being referred to as the bio mom. I'm the mom. So in our forum, we, you know, I try and encourage people to say the mom and I understand bio mom. It just makes it's shorthand. It's easier online, but I feel like it's just one of those little steps that we can take from our vantage point to maybe bridge the gap a little bit, maybe garner a little bit of respect back and forth across the table. And, you know, sometimes you have to give a little to get a little. Ooh, I think a lot of people listening to that are going to take it kind of hard and they're going to fight back because you like mom is such a beautiful title. It's something that you revere, you show deference to, you yourself have a mom. And it's hard to look at that other woman, especially if there's a high conflict situation along the same lines as the women that you love and respect. And so we do kind of take her down a notch by calling her a bio mom. So even in my yes. own Facebook group, in my own writing, I am so guilty of using that just to, and you know, say, and I guess I, you know, some analyzation, but to differentiate, but it is something that we're going to have to challenge ourselves to do. And I like being challenged to change a language. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. not a popular opinion, but um, it, you know, I, I really think it, it's worth thinking about. Right. And you know, and the, these message boards and Facebook groups or whatever, we do have acronyms that we use because, you know, it's easy to type out SM or BM. And, yes. you know, but when we're actually speaking, I think we do need to be very, very cognizant of um, what we're conveying when we, mm -hmm. we use it. Okay. So number three, the number three, the third thing that makes her crazy is thinking about all the years I wasted worrying about things that do not matter today. Like what my husband's ex was saying about me or how often the kids ate chicken fingers or French fries. <laughs> that would, Yeah, that's a lot of people right now are wasting time, precious moments, thinking about something that is far beyond their control. So why does that drive you crazy? Why does that make you crazy? 
you know, it makes me crazy because I want to, I, if I could do anything for a, a stepmom who is now walking the path that I walked so many years ago, I, I just want to spare them some of that pain and suffering. When I think back to all the, all the crazy things that I worried about and stressed about and sometimes made myself, you know, physically just uh, sick over, mm. I look back at my younger self and I said, what the hell were you thinking? Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. And you know what? I, I know it is so hard to do in the moment and those things, certain things seem so big when you're in the the middle of the drama and you're dealing with child support or you're dealing with, you know, a back and forth schedule between homes or a he said, she said, or you're, you're being dragged back to court. You'll notice I say all these things because I'm familiar with all these things. Mm -hmm. Oh, how hard it is to let some of the day to day irritations go or even some of the bigger things go. But trust me when I tell you, I'm, I'm 15 years on the other side now. My stepkids are grown and I've kind of done it all, been there, seen it all. And you know what? None of that, none of that really matters right now. It, it, it really does get better as the kids get older because the, all the different things that you have to deal with, they all eventually kind of work themselves out and if they don't work themselves out they go away and the pain it's sort of like childbirth i think from what people tell me is that years later you look back and you're like oh that wasn't so bad so wow. you know for me 15 years later it, it didn't the I, I think back to the time i was at the football game and i looked at my stepdaughter and she wasn't wearing a winter coat and i thought what the hell is her mother thinking and <laughs> <laughs> got all bent out of shape about it she's fine She's a 23-year-old successful woman now. She knows to wear a coat when it snows. You know, but I was getting so wrapped up in some of those things um, that just really today don't matter. So that would be my biggest piece of advice to, to women who are in the throes right now. Mm. Look at it. And think, to, you know, that 555 rule? Is it going to matter in five minutes, five days, or five years? If not, let it go. Let it go. I, I hope you guys heard this. I'm probably going to make a separate soundbite for that because Brit, we're talking to an OG right now. She ain't new to the game. She's been there, done that, literally wrote the book and she's coming back to teach us. And like you said, you're 15 years on the other side of it. So these little trifles right now, these things that are pissing us off, the things that we write comments about and write to our friends and rant to our husbands and uh, get anxiety over. You're like, look, girlfriend, it's not going to matter in the, in the long run. No, it, it absolutely not. It, and, and it's not that all your problems will be solved because when the kids get older, there are different problems. You know, at, at some point we're going to have some weddings to go to and um, we're in the middle of graduations right now. And so, you know, there's still events and things that, that cause step family stress, but that day to day, you know, uh, that a lot of that really does go away. You won't pay child support forever. I promise you. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, the thing that makes her crazy, probably the craziest ever, is donuts. She said, I love donuts. All of them. I'd eat two a day if I could. How come you can't eat two donuts a day? Like what's... You know what? When I was when I was a little bit younger in my twenties, I did eat two donuts a day. I was seriously, <laughs> but my metabolism could handle it. If I were to eat two donuts a day now, aside from the fact that it's probably not very healthy, um, yeah, that just I'd be, I'd be in the gym all the time trying to work, work it off. <laughs> This metabolism, you know, when I was in my 20s, all the, I thought, older women, they would say, well, you know, you better enjoy eating that cheeseburger now. And I'm like, girl, shut up. I'm, please. And I, I looked up the other day, well, a few weeks ago, last month, I was 165 pounds. And I was like, oh, God, this is like close to 200. Yeah, yeah. But then I went on a crash diet and I lost 13 pounds in 10 days. So, you know, like. I've seen you and you are gorgeous. So you don't need Thank to worry. You. About that. you know, I had to look cute for my stepmom magazine cover, honey. You guys know Brenda just featured me. Miss Naja is the cover girl over on stepmom magazine. The April issue. You are, you are one of my favorite cover girls. I have oh, to say. Thank you. So Brenda, 
I want to know what made you start this? Because 10 years ago, your stepkids were maybe teenagers or a little bit older at that point. So yeah. why'd you start the magazine? Honestly speaking, somebody pissed me off really bad. <laughs> and she, she shall remain nameless, but um, she, uh, she was a friend of my stepkid's mom. So we, it was kind of a mutual friend at the time. And at the time, my stepdaughter was having some trouble in math class. And my husband and my stepdaughter, they were just butting heads about it. And I was talking to this girlfriend about, you know, about them butting heads. And the girlfriend said to me, well, Brenda, why do you care? You're just the stepmom. And I thought, oh, hmm. Uh-oh. I care. That's the stepmom. You're just yeah, the stepmom. Those, those three words, just the stepmom. And um, it really, really bothered me. It started a and revolution, right? It, it really sort of did. And I thought, you know, I can't be the only woman, A, who has sat in my closet crying because this was so hard has not wanted to go home on a Friday because the kids were coming over and I just was not able to deal with feeling like the outsider in my own home. It was a second marriage for me and my husband. And I knew that the statistics were kind of dismal. And I thought, you know, I don't want to be a statistic. I want to figure out how to make this work. And I want to know why is this so hard? I, you know, I consider myself a fairly intelligent woman. I'm fairly resourceful. Why can't I figure this out? If I'm struggling, there have to be other people who are struggling too. So I hopped online and I started, you know, doing what we all do. I Googled it and I found very little information. Um, I found some faith-based resources, which at the time was, was not quite what I was looking for. I wanted more from a therapist's point of view. I wanted to know the interpersonal uh, relationship parts of it. I wanted to know, you know, the, the, um, the, the dynamics of what were, what was going on in my family. And it just wasn't there. So I decided to create it. I'd been in marketing for many years and thought, well, you know, I, this is what I do for a living. I put publications like this together. So maybe I can find the people who are experts on the topic and sort of be the, um, you know, I, I don't write the articles, but I have experts and therapists who do write all the articles. And I'm just the, uh, I'm the conductor to the orchestra. I put it all together every month. Mm. So, so looking back, I've pretty much read, I don't know, I probably read everything in Stepmom Magazine, but I want to know like the, your most memorable articles or your most memorable people, what's one of them that you can think of? You're just like, damn, I still remember that all these years later, or that still impacts people to this yeah. day. You know, we have a, a couple really loyal, long time writers. And, and I think the one that, that, um, there are a few. I would say one is who everybody knows is Wednesday Martin. She's the author of Step Monster. Yes. And She's so good. Just, yeah. She has written some amazing articles um, for us. And she has a way of really putting um, some very technical information into some layman's terms. You know, she is a social researcher um, by profession. So she digs deep into this stuff. You know, she's really going for the, why does it feel this way? Why does this happen? Why do these people in my life respond to certain things a certain way? So she would be one of them. The other one, um, and I have to give a shout out to her because she has been with me since the, literally, uh, the very first few editions of the magazine and has written, I think, in almost every single publication since. And that's Mary T. Kelly. And she is a, um, she is a stepmom, stepfamily therapist. She um, has her own practice. She does Skype counseling. So she works with stepmoms all over the country, all over the world. And she, the reason I love Mary, Mary is no BS. Mary mm. will tell it to you like it is, whether you want to hear it or not. And she is just, she is straight talk Mary and she knows what she's talking about. She gets it because she's been a stepmom, and uh, she is just, just the best. So uh, I would say okay. those writers. Yeah. When I have, um, I have step monster. Didn't Wednesday write that book with her co-mother, if I'm not mistaken? 
Or am I thinking of someone else? That's a different, that's a different book. Wednesday, um, Wednesday did a lot of research into the stepmother experience by interviewing lots of people, um, lots of researchers. So hers is a very research-based book. I think what you're thinking of um, is No One's the Bitch. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. No One's yeah. the Bitch, which is also a great book. But Wednesday's is very much research-based, fact-based, and it's a really good read. Um, yeah. For her to be so flippin' smart, she really does well yeah. at identifying, uh, at speaking our language. Wednesday even, what's fascinating about this is she looks at other cultures and how mothering is looked at in different societies. Mm-hmm. And she even looks at animals. Uh, she, she has done research with birds on, on you know, what, how, um, how animals interact, you know, with their young. So mm. it's, yeah, Whoa. I mean, that's deep stuff, right? Yes. Wednesday is good. <laughs> okay. So um, we're going to get to some questions here in a second from, from our readers, because I did ask a lot of people in my Insta stories. I was like, hey, guys, I'm interviewing Brenda from Stepmom Magazine. You got questions? So they have questions. But some things that I am kind of wondering. So is there a particular woman, personality type, circumstance? Is there a person that should avoid becoming a stepmom? It's like, girlfriend, this ain't for you. Who is she? Oh, you know, what a great question. I, I know. I'm really good at this interviewing thing. I, I got I should win some awards. <laughs> here's, here's my honest answer. I think women as a, as a group work so hard and try so hard. And the women that I have come across who are stepmoms, they will stand on their head to try and make things work, to try and build bridges with everybody in their family and with the mom. I don't think the problem is necessarily, or I don't think there's a particular woman who shouldn't, but I'll tell you, I think there are some men who they should not partner with. Mm, The man in the middle. Yeah, because I, you know, a lot of the times the problems that I see aren't so much that there's a problem with the woman, with the stepmom and how she's approaching things. A lot of it, sorry guys, is the dad's either inability to um, set boundaries with his kids or with his ex uh, or with his inability to, um, you know, juggle everybody. Um and by that, I mean, make his partner feel like she's first while making the kids feel like they're first. You know, that's a, that it's not an easy, uh, it's not an easy task to make everybody feel like they have a place at the table. But, um, you know, the successful step families usually have guys who are able to kind of juggle both of those, those uh, competing off for lack of a better term, um, you know, interests mm. so God, you, you you gotta you gotta pick carefully ladies mm, ladies pick carefully i i don't like to brag but i think my husband could probably write a book on how to be that man in the middle that person that is going to jail everybody now in the beginning i can't say that i can't give him props but he learns very very quickly um where to place people where his loyalty should be. And that is ultimately to his family because he's the one that brought us all together. Had it not been for him, we would not be trying to coexist. And so I like that. So what type of, I hear a lot of women, stepmothers especially saying, oh my God, she's a narcissist. She's high conflict. She's borderline. And many times most of us are not therapists. So we are not even qualified to be calling these calling people these types of names but there are some situations brenda where you are completely high conflict like it's bad when should a stepmom give up trying to co-mother trying to trying to play nice and just start to parallel what 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 things are going to happen for her to be like you know what if this yeah yeah so that's another great question naja damn see another award naja there you go there you go. <laughs> I, you know, I think if you've extended the olive branch and it's come back and slapped you in the behind, that's <laughs> an indicator <laughs> that she's not ready. Um, a- another indicator is, and honestly, this was one of the mistakes that I made, is 
you try, you go out for coffee, you have lunch, you start talking on the phone, you're trying to kind of do this joint thing. And then something happens and she's on the phone and yelling at your husband and you kind of go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. If you have done this a few times, that's a pretty good indicator that you're probably never going to be able to have a really solid, consistent, stable relationship with the other woman. And I think that that is a very common experience with a lot of women, you know, this kind of roller coaster back and forth. And I'm not saying don't try. I'm just saying be very cognizant of how often you're trying and how significant the conflict, um, you know, when you hit those valleys, how, how, how bad is it? And really a, a lot of self-awareness, I think, is required to to navigate this kind of a relationship with your, with your partner's ex. You have to know, you know, what's your tolerance level for this? What's your, what's your desire? You know, a lot of women don't really want to, to walk hand in hand and to, to co-parent and to be friends and, and that's okay. You can coexist and, and sort of stay in your own lane. That's okay too. So it's a, but there's nothing trickier than that relationship between a stepmom and a mom. It's, mm. it's, it's really, it, it's very difficult. And for all the, all the ladies out there who have tried, you know, um, Mother's Day will be coming up soon. And that's usually a, a time where I, I get a lot of questions. Should I send her a card? Well, you know, that's a, that's a good question. It, it sort of depends on what you want and what you think the response will be. Um, yeah. The no, card is no going to be made into a paper airplane and flown back in your face. Keep your <laughs> card, girl. Keep your car. Don't waste your paper. <laughs> now, when this particular um, bio mom, why was she? Oh, wow. I just did it. I just said bio mom. <gasps> ding, ding, ding. Oh, ding, ding, nausea. Snap out of this, this particular mother that you've extended this olive branch to and it smacked you right in your face so your butt with it. Why would she not want to co-mother with you if you're bathing her children, you're taking care of them, if the kids are like you and you're being kind to them, please tell me why in the hell would she not say, you know what, let me be nice to this lady because she doesn't have to do a damn thing for my kids. Why, right. Brenda? Well, there are a lot of reasons for that. Number one, she might not be over her split from your partner. Um, you know, divorce is hard. It takes a long time for people to get over it. And she may still be grieving the loss of her family. Um, you know, she may be insecure and not one of those women who is, who feels confident knowing that even if another woman is showing love and, and doing a lot of the mothering duties, uh, she may not feel confident that her kids are, are always going to love her. She, so she may feel threatened. Um, you know, it's a hard, I think it's a hard um, space for a woman to, to give up, um, you know, and, and a lot of women, I'll never forget my, um, my stepkids, mom said, you know, I didn't want a step woman in my life. I didn't need a step woman in my life. And so she, she viewed me as somebody that was not welcome. You know, she didn't, she didn't want this. And well, I get that a lot of situations um, are different and, you know, sometimes mom left and mom initiated the divorce or you know, whatever the circumstances, having somebody else come in and do the things that you want to do with your kid can be very, uh, very, it's very difficult to let go. It takes a really strong, secure, emotionally evolved woman who is over her divorce from your partner. So without all those things in, in place, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a little rocky for a while. Is there something that stepmom can say, for example, you got, you're, you're falling in love with this guy with kids, or you see, Hey, I think I'm going to be in his life. Is there something that you can initially say to kind of disarm this woman? I'll tell you what you shouldn't tell her. Okay. That's good. What should you not say even better? Yeah. Do not. And I know this comes from, from a big heart and the best of intentions, but do not tell the mom that you're going to love her children as your own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
she does not want to hear that because Girl. in her mind, nobody is going to love her children as much as she does. So to say that, hey, I'm going to love your kids like they're my own, for most women, not all, but for the majority, those are fighting words. Those are very threatening words. Those are, um, you know, we're, we're, we're territorial beings by nature. You know, we, we protect what we consider ours. And I'm not saying that children are property, but to a mother to have somebody else say, Hey, don't worry. I got this. I'm going to love them just as much as you. Oh boy. That's a, you know, that's a tough pill for a woman to swallow. So don't worry. Yeah. Don't necessarily, you don't want to lead with that. If at some point your relationship gets, um, you know, amicable and, and you're working together and, and you know that she's going to appreciate that, then by all means tell her that. But, but, uh, you know, the first time you meet for coffee or at the PTA meeting, probably best to leave that one in your bag at home. What <laughs> amicable is a is an interesting word. I don't I don't know if there's any statistics out there, but you've been you probably have the the first hand in the stepmom community. What percentage, maybe, if you had to guesstimate, of mothers and stepmothers will be able to develop an amicable relationship, and how long will it take? Mm. We know it ain't a hundred percent. I, you know, the number that will be able to develop a good relationship, I hate to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I want to say about 10%. That that would be my best guess. Whoa, God, 10%. Yeah. About 10%. And that's that's based on absolutely no statistical data. That's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's just what I am able to surmise from my readers, uh, from you know the the uh, the following that we have on our social media pages, and from talking with you know hundreds and, and probably thousands of stepmoms over the years. Um, yeah, and what I will say, women that do make it work, you know, whenever I hear somebody say, "Oh, we get we're best friends, we get along." I kind of say, okay, uh, okay, let's just wait a little bit. And the reason I say that again, I, I know it's, this sounds negative, but there are so many things that can throw a wrench into that relationship and you will likely go back and forth. You will ride that roller coaster for a while if and when you, before you get to the point where everything is kind of smooth sailing. Mm. And a lot Sometimes, honestly, if it's if it's going to be smooth sailing, it'll start out like that because she's going to be the type of person who's okay with you. In other words, if it starts out really contentious and heated, or if she, if if their divorce or uh, her relationship with your partner is very rocky, very contentious, and has a long history of being so, it's going to be it's it's going to be an even rockier road for you to, um, you know, to navigate. So if, but if, you know, Hey, if they had a relatively, I'll say easy divorce, if there is such a thing, if she's, you know, very self-confident, she has a good relationship um, with her ex, you know, there's, there's a pretty good chance that she's going to be okay with you. Okay. So most of you that are listening to this uh, girl, you're in that 10%. I mean, you, you're in that 90%. It ain't happening. <laughs> You may as well subscribe to the damn magazine. You may as well go ahead and buy, girl, buy. You stay on every message board you're on and work on yourself just because I, I don't think it's going to happen. And that's a very honest answer. It's hurtful to hear that, Brenda, but it's very honest. And so I know a lot of what you present in Stepmom Magazine is teaching people ways to cope and ways to be okay. Now, what you know, let's talk about the kids for a second. Cause I think we get so caught up in ourselves and our own feelings. It's like, Oh wait, there's kids. That's why we're actually stepmoms. So I would tend to think that if a child grows up seeing this contention between both households, they know that their mother does not like you or because mom has made it known or they're not seeing you guys intermingle in any way, shape or form. Is it realistically possible to develop a close love bond with these children? Yes, it, it absolutely is possible. Uh, oh. there, are fa- 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are factors that will influence it, but I would say the number one thing any stepmom can do to facilitate that, to, to make it possible, regardless of what's going on, um, you know, when they're with their mom or, or if there are negative things being told to their, to the kids, walk the high road. Always, always, always walk the high road. Never let the kids hear you speak an ill word about their mom. Never engage in conflict, especially, um, you know, if, uh, if you're in a situation where you're involved in pickups and drop-offs or you're at little league games together, you know, walk away if you have to. Never, never engage in conflict. Kids are watching. They are watching you so carefully and so closely. And if, uh, and I'm not saying that if, if you do all these things, it's a guarantee that the kids are going to see it and appreciate it later. But you are by not engaging or adding to any conflict, you are increasing the odds that they are going to notice and that they are going to appreciate and respect you regardless of whether they're given permission to like or love you. And as the kids get older, it is true that they, they, will, they will be able to form relationships with other people on their own terms. Uh, in some what cases, age uh, are we talking? Because I always hear people say, oh, wait till they get older. Like, how old? You know, I think it's different for, for, for all kids. You know, it depends on their maturity level. It depends on so many factors. That's why anything in, in this whole step family kind of advocacy business is hard to put, put any, uh, you know, definites or absolutes around because there are just so many factors. But I think in a lot of cases, what happens is when the kids are all, I don't want to say 18, but um, when they move out of the house, maybe when they go away to college, um, certainly when they're out on their own, that's when a lot of growth usually happens on, mm -hmm. on their end. You know, they're able to get out of their environment. They're able to take a step back and sort of reflect on their childhood. They're able to, you, you know, in a lot of cases, if they had a set visitation schedule, they're now able to decide when they're going to go to dad's house, when they're going to go to mom's house. Um, you know, so they, they get a little bit more say in the matter. And it's at that time, I think that they, they can really start to appreciate, gosh, you know, who started all the arguments? Who, who threw fuel on the fire? And, you know, if it was stepmom that was throwing her, throwing her hat in the ring, um, they're going to remember that. But if, if they look back and they don't have any times that they can say, yeah, you know, gosh, she, she really just tried to keep things calm or she walked away or, you know, that it's going to serve a stepmom well. So take the high road. I know it's hard. Trust me. I know it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> we all, that, the way she said that, trust me, y'all know exactly what she's talking about. So we don't even have to go into yeah. detail on that. So if you're at like a baseball game and their bio mom is confrontational. She's known to be confrontational. Or let's just say this. If you want to go and you know mm -hmm. that she might walk over to you and say something and she's definitely not going to hold her tongue in front of the kids, is it best for you to not go at all and just completely stay away? Or should you just go and do like you said, you know, when it happens, walk away? Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of that depends on the kids. If the kids if, if things like this make it stressful for the kids, you know, if they can see you in the bleachers and mom's yelling at you, that's, that's, that creates more stress for the kids. If you want to go or the kids want you there, but you know that there's going to be a scene, it, it helps to have a conversation with the kids right off the bat and say, you know what, I was planning on going to your baseball game. How do you feel about that? A lot of times we forget to ask the kids what they think about all of this. And we don't give children enough credit for being able to express what they want and need from us. And it's okay for a stepmom to sit or step kids down and say, you know what? I think, you know, that sometimes it's stressful when everybody is all together. Would you prefer that I not go to your games? Cause I'm okay with that. I just want you to know that 
I'm excited about your baseball games. I want you to do well. But if it's going to be stressful for you, I'm okay. I'm okay not going this time. Wow, that's awesome. I, I've never even considered that, but that is so awesome. Okay, yeah. so we're going to, I'm going to ask one question and I'm going to get back into it. And so I'm going to, some you what I got asked you guys to send me these questions, you sent like a thousand words, <laughs> questions to ask Brenda. So I'm just going to sum it up. Um, I'm a woman, um, uh, what's her name? Susan P. And I don't really know where she's from, but uh, frustrated stepmom says, I'm married to a man who received custody of his daughter almost three years ago. Over the years, we've tried to get her back on track, but no matter what we do, she does a complete opposite. She started lying about everything. She doesn't do her schoolwork. I think she fails deliberately. She forges his signatures, all that good stuff. For years, I have told my husband he needs to get a handle on her behavior, and he did nothing but make excuses for her behavior. Now he wants me to discipline her and says whatever discipline I choose, he's fine with. What should I do? Wow. Yeah. Uh, does it say how old the, the daughter is? There is no indication, but I'm assuming that, oh, I'm sorry. It says 11 years old. So oh, wait, okay. he got custody when she was 11, almost three years ago. So she's 14 now. 14. That's a tough age. Um, you know, even for kids who aren't um, dealing with divorce or, or step parents, 14 is a tough age. In this case for the stepmom, i I'd be very wary of being the heavy-handed disciplinarian um, in this situation. If I were her, I would ask my husband to get to counseling with me and quick, because I think stepmom and dad need to get on the same page first. Nothing, nothing great is going to happen until the two of them are seeing the picture for what it is through the same lens. And it doesn't sound like he's listening to her, but sometimes, you know, going to an, an unbiased third party who can sit everybody down um, can really help. So I, I would say get him to counseling if he'll go and get on the same page first. And then I would say, you know, it sounds like the daughter maybe I don't know the situation and I don't know what the, what the picture looks like, you know, with her mom, mm -hmm. but it, it sounds like usually when children are acting out, there's a reason. Uh, perhaps she's angry. Perhaps the adjustment has been difficult for her. So she could probably um, benefit from some counseling as well, you know, mm. get, uh, having for for a teenage girl that age to have an outlet to have somebody that she trusts that she can kind of unload on who is not another girlfriend or family friend you know a trained professional um is, is usually the best bet i advocate a world of difference yeah you know i advocate counseling a lot and i feel like a little bit of a broken record but i'm i'm telling you sometimes that is just the best fastest way to get to the root of a problem and then to develop a game plan to help fix it. And that's what they need is a game plan. And they need to, if they can't get on the same page, it's going to be an uphill road. Um, so, you know, get thee to a counselor. Get thee behind to a counselor. Okay, next question is from Elizabeth. Hi, Brenda. I love Stepmom Magazine. Currently, oh, wow, this is bad. I'm staying in a hotel right now. My bio children, my bio, my children are here in the hotel with me. The reason that I decided to leave my husband and my marital home is because he is allowing his 23 and 25 year old adult children to come in and out of our homes as they please. They don't pay rent. They have overnight guests. They're extremely disrespectful. At this point, I'm not sure if I'll ever go back, but I completely feel like a stranger in my own home. What should I do? Signed, homeless stepmom. That's what oh, she put. Oh, girl, you're not homeless. You have a home, your hotel. Oh, boy. That's, that is a tough situation. Um, you know, when I hear a stepmom say that her partner ha is showing a disregard for her feelings um, or for her safety or for, you know, her peace of mind in her home, because our, our home is our, 
our haven, right? It's where mm -hmm. we should feel the most safe and the most comfortable. And if he is not doing anything to help her feel better about the situation, then I think those are the times where it does make sense to really evaluate where you are and if you want to continue, continue to live like that. Um, you know, his, his kids are in their 20s, um, and, and I, I'm not saying that kids don't come back, but, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but what is wrong is that, again, they're not on the same page about how their house should operate and what the rules should be. And if she has children of her own, biological children of her own, she needs to protect their well-being also. So if you've got, I don't know the specifics, but, you know, if you've got 20-year-olds and they've got guests and I don't know what they're doing, if, um, if you've That's got... That's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, so I, I think, um, I think homeless in a hotel, <laughs> I think she is probably, um doing the very best thing she can for herself, which it sounds like she's taking a, a stepmom timeout, getting away from the situation and um, evaluating what she wants to do. Sometimes a little distance between us and a bad situation can mm. give us perspective. Yes. And I have a feeling the answer will come to her. I would encourage her just to, to be patient and really think about what it is she wants. And if she thinks that anything is going to change if she were to go back. Um, and again, if he's willing to work on it with her, if he's willing to maybe talk to somebody about it that can help them set some house rules, um, then, then there's a good chance that they can work it out. But if he's not willing, he has to be willing. And you know, Naja, I, I have, I have sort of this off the cuff saying that I, I, I have, and it's, if he's not worth it, this life is not worth it. Mm. Step, being a stepmom is hard. It's one of the hardest things you'll do. It really is. It's tough. It's tough stuff, tough for everybody involved, but really tough for stepmoms. And you know, if he's not worth it, then think twice, ladies, because we only get one life and, mm. you know, and you deserve to be happy. You deserve to live a good life. And, um, and you deserve a partner who's going to help you and work together with you. Yeah. That's one thing I always say, ladies, if he's not the absolute best man that you've come across, you know, if you can think about that college boyfriend or that guy that you were dating when you're 25, and you're like, damn, I should have been with them. Then girl, you better run. I am not an advocate for staying in a hostile environment or torturing yourself because you only got about what a hundred good years in this life. And we're only going to be hot for about 80 of those. So take your ass somewhere where it's going to be appreciated. <laughs> That's right. So, okay. Is the mother, is she always this major monster that the stepmother community paints her as? Is she actually a good person? And, or if she is a good person, then why is she such a bitch to us? <laughs> That's a, uh, Naja, yet another great question. Damn, I got to write these down. Like, this is all off the dome. I, I should have been, a, I, I, I wanted to be a freestyle rapper. Seriously, like, if this whole thing right here doesn't work out, just you guys buy my rap album. It'll be out. I'm going to tell you where to get it. I'm, I'm going to go be a rapper because I'm good at freestyling. <laughs> you are. You are. No, she's not always a monster, you know. Um, oh, y'all don't want to hear this part. Sure you don't want to hear this. I don't. Um, she's probably in a lot of pain. If she's causing a lot of headache for you, she's probably in a lot of pain, right? And she sees things very differently than you and your, your partner. Um, that's not to say she doesn't have faults. That's not to say she isn't maybe, you know, playing dirty, Maybe she's not, uh, she's not making your life very easy, but not all moms are, you know, in it to make a stepmom's life miserable. Um, that's, I don't think anybody, I hope nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to make this person's life miserable. How um, can I ruin your day to day? <laughs> how can I make life a living hell for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so often it's just, we, we're coming at these these situations from two totally different perspectives and think about it. Think about in what universe is it ever going to be easy 
to have the person that you used to be with or the person that you're with to have their other partner involved in your life. Wow. So, right? Awful. I mean, it's just not, yeah. I was writing a blog this morning. I'm like, listen, guys, stepmothering, it's already a tough thing, but stepmothering with a person who kind of just doesn't want you around or cult being a co-mother, it's a, it's a very unnatural, uncomfortable thing. Like it ain't supposed to be like this. And like Brenda just said, where is it normal for us to have to deal with an ex? But we've literally put ourselves right in the fire. Right. If you think back in high school, right, and you're dating somebody, and then your friend maybe wants to date that same person, that's, that's you know, we call it girl code, right? Not cool. Yes. <laughs> and yes. that's because we want to keep some of that separate, you know? So to all of a sudden be married to someone or living or dating with someone and their former partner is a major part of your life or Ouch. to be on the other, right. To be on the other side, your ex partner, you know, if you're, if you're coming at it from the mom's perspective, I mean, that is just not the ideal situation. It really isn't. No. It's, a, it's a setup for conflict. And so, you know, what, what, we try to do at the magazine and what, um, you know, I encourage stepmoms to do is just find ways to mitigate and to navigate this, you know, kind of crazy situation that we're in because it is, it's a, it's things that make me crazy. That makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so obvious question, obvious next question. Why don't the guys have it as hard as we do? Why can stepdad and dad go and play golf together and have beers and take these cute prom pictures with these t-shirts on saying oh my god this is our daughter with the shotguns like why are we pointing the shotguns at one another and they're all buddy buddy and homeboys yeah so um again wednesday martin has has written a few articles on this if you google uh why stepdads have it easier i believe that's the name of the article and i can't ah. Psychology Today, uh, there is a wonderful article about why it is easier for stepdads. But from the male perspective, I think men are a little less, um, I guess you would say, territorial when it comes to parenting. You know, most men that I have encountered um, through my work at the magazine, have, it's what I hear them say is, listen, as long as that other guy is good to my kids, as long as he's, you know, as long as he's a good guy, I'm okay with it. They don't get involved as much in the, in the nitty gritty as I think women tend to do. That said, it is also easier for, for men, stepdads in particular, because there is not a social stigma around stepfathering like there is stepmothering. A man who marries a woman with kids is seen as, as heroic. He is stepping up. He is rising to the challenge. He is willing to take on this woman and her children, and isn't he a great guy? A woman in the same situation is seen as stepping on somebody else's toes and walking into an arena where she does not belong. So men are seen as heroes and rescuers, the damsel in distress, you know, mm. the single mom. And women are seen as, right, home homewreckers, whether you are or not. Mm. And that, okay. that's just... Okay, that's so... Just, Good. Good way to lead into my next question. So when do you consider a marriage over? And let me kind of explain the question. So there's a lot of people that are in the midst of a divorce. Like they file the paperwork, they've gone to court and they're going back and forth. And we all know divorces sometimes can take years to be final. Most people are probably going to start dating and some people are going to find their new love in the midst of that. And then the, the woman gets labeled a mistress or a homewrecker when she actually met the guy during that. Yep. When would, you know, because it, it's tough for me to say, oh, a marriage is over when the judge bangs a gavel. Well, yeah, the, the spiritual part dies long before the legal portion of it does. But when would you say, honey, this is over? How do you know when it's done? It's dead. Mm, I think most people <clears throat> um, get to a point 
where they just, I call it turning the corner. And there's nothing that other person could say or do to change their mind. They're just done. You know, we all have our breaking point and it's different for everybody. And everybody has a different tolerance, um, you know, for what they will or will not put up with. And I think you only, you know, when only, you know, when that is, I've seen a lot of women stay in situations where I think, Oh my gosh, I would have gotten out years ago. And then I see other people who are a little bit quick to, you know, to, to run for the door. So I, I think it's different for everybody, but I definitely think most people have that turn the corner kind of moment where they just, shut down and say, that's it, I'm done. And even if the other person is saying, well, uh, okay, now I'll go to counseling or now we can, you know, now I'll set some boundaries. It's almost, it's too little, too late. Mm. Okay. I want to kind of, I see, I see. I kind of want to get into the whole behavioral part of it because that I've studied so much on that, just trying to understand human behavior. And, you know, when you have something catastrophic, or a catastrophic person comes into your life, you're like, I want to try to understand this. Like, what in the heck is this explosion that's just happened to me? And I mentioned earlier about these overused words. Um, now, I'm, I'm personally not a therapist. I don't ever pretend to be. I'm a coach. But at what point can we say, or do you know, there? what are the signs to recognizing that, hey, the mother, she's just not being mean to me. She's just not situationally angry she actually has a real problem what signs show us that there's something else lurking in the soup (laughs) yeah that's a that's a tough one you know because self-diagnosing or diagnosing others is always kind of that's that's uh that's tricky territory territory but I, I would say that if, you know, if the, con- if the conflict is constant, if it's irrational, if it's dangerous, that's another um, really, uh, that's a big warning sign. If it's, um, if it's just over the top, you know, if there are, if there is just no reasoning with this person, those are usually indicators that, that, that there may be a bigger problem. And again, you know, a lot of times people think that seeking the help of a therapist is something that people do when they need help. But I can, I can speak from personal experience. There have been times where, you know, we've been having, um, or we had trouble navigating the relationship with my husband's ex and either he and, or I both went to counseling to talk about how we were dealing with her and what was happening and to have a therapist give you advice on how to deal with another person, really eye-opening and really helpful. And in a lot of situations helped us understand, okay, how can we diffuse what could be a potentially contentious situation? How can we, um, you know, or how should we conduct ourselves so that the kids aren't caught in the crossfire of our communication with her. You know, what, uh, and what messages are we sending the kids in how we communicate with the other parent? You know, there are a lot of ways that sometimes we enable or reinforce or um, actually perpetuate the other person's behavior without even knowing it. And a trained therapist can really give you some good point pointers and tips on how to, how to, uh, how to coexist, even if you're not getting along, but how to coexist and communicate with a high conflict individual or with somebody who is, um, you know, just whose behavior you just can't understand. And if for, nothing, if for no other reason, it will give you a sanity check and help you and your partner stay in line together so that you, instead of dealing with this crazy explosive problem, you are you are together figuring out a game plan of how to, um, how, how to proceed. You actually, Naja, you did a, I think it was a, um, I don't know if it was a post on Instagram or if it was a, a story that you posted 
but you said when something crazy was going on or when you had some difficulties, one of the first things. Oh, yeah. I loved this. I thought this was the best advice ever was that you two got face to face and you hugged each other and uh, you'll explain it better. I can't recall exactly how you worded it, but Mm -hmm. it was just beautiful. And it was to the point that the two of you have to just come together and, and, and make no room for whatever conflict is going swirling about around you. And, and by, you know, going face to face and hugging each other, you, you centered yourself, you, you, and he, made sure that whatever it was, was not going to infiltrate your relationship. Yeah, I think there was some movie that I was watching and it could have been Independence Day. You know, the world is ending and walls are crashing down. And he's like, look at me, look at me, look look in my eye. And he made that woman focus right on him. And the look that like the world was literally, literally ending right around them, but they were focused on one another as if to tune out the outside world. And that's kind of what we had to learn how to do. Because if you let that stuff penetrate you, if you get distracted, it's going to penetrate you. It's going to put a space in between you two. And before you know it, you're at each other's throats. Now, Brenda, something you said, um, now, if you have this explosive, like, let's just say there are the stepmoms out there that are dealing with a mother with an explosive temperament, it's kind of easy to place her as, I don't want to say the enemy, but the common thing that you and your partner are focusing on. But what happens when a stepmother has a stepchild who becomes this center of conflict? They're very foul to her. They're nasty. Dad maybe is or is not trying, but you know, this man is going to love his child. That's his baby. Um, And so it's not going to be, oh, let's come together and put this child on the outside. It's like, nah. So what do you do when it's not the mother, when it's actually the stepchild? When, when the child is creating the problem, um, you know, all stepmoms want to feel as though their partner is protecting them, that he has her back. So again, this is, this is a dad's uh, challenge is to somehow find a way to make his partner still feel protected and safe and loved and like he has her back while at the same time navigating whatever challenge it is that that the child is presenting um that is a really tricky uh, situation for dads dads have to juggle a lot they've got to yeah they've got it when so i think sometimes we don't give our guys enough credit for how tough being in the middle is and you know can you think of anything that's harder than knowing that the woman you love and that the child who is yours are not getting along or are having difficulty. I mean, that that's, that's painful. That, it's going to be heartbreaking almost because you're torn. Yeah, it really is. So I, I think, you know, what we need to do is extend a little grace to our, our partners. They're usually doing the best they can with a very difficult situation. And, you know, again, take a few steps back and breathe and just let, um, let your partner, you've, you've got to trust that your partner is going to handle things the best way possible. Mm. And, you know, if, if you've got, um, if you've got a dad who's permissive, again, the, the best thing you can do is find a way to get on the same page because when, when the two of you are on the same page, you're unstoppable. But when you're going in different directions, you're going in different directions. So whatever ways you can, you know, employ to help him, you know, get, get on board with you. And a lot of times that's counseling. Sometimes it's reading some parenting books or articles that might help, um, you know, nurturing that relationship between you and him is really important when you've, when you're dealing with a a child who is, um, you know, kind of in the middle, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I could literally ask you 86 million more questions, (laughs) but I don't, I don't want this to be too long. And of course you guys, I'm going to give you all of the links to step my magazine, especially the April issue because Miss Naja is the cover girl. Yes. Brenda, Brenda, you told me about an offer um, that you were doing for the magazine. Can you share that with, I know I'm crazy's audience. I'd be happy to, um, for anyone who subscribes, if they sign up for one year, they will receive 12 back issues 
for free. So it's like getting two years for the price of one. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's the 200, uh, 2018 back issues. So it's 12 issues, you know, more than, I think it's more than 120 different articles on all kinds of topics. A lot of the things that we've talked about today, um, it's like a whole library right at your fingertips. And you guys, because I've gone through the process of being a writer for Stepmom Magazine, I'm going to tell you like this. It's not like the blogs that you're going to see online. And I myself, I'm very proud of my blog. But what Brenda takes you through just to get an article approved, I'm telling you guys, <laughs> she makes, it's like, it's, I feel so dumb every time I write for her because it's like, damn. Yeah, these are excellently written. She has an entire writing staff. It's a true publication. So you're getting a completely different quality of magazine. Not not shooting down the blogs at all, because I have one, but this is an actual magazine. It's actually a publication. Tons of experts in there, and they fact-checked. They do everything. And so um, this is a premier resource. I still read it. All of my colleagues still read it. And so, Brenda, I'm just so happy to have you. You know, you know, you're the one of the OGs, and so I'm happy to have one of the OGs. That's not original grandma, y'all. That's original gangster for all you thugs out there. <laughs> you know, so you know, I got my stepmom thug crew out there. I know y'all are listening to. So, <laughs> so Brenda, I just thank you so much for coming on and spending some time with us. I'll, guys, I'm going to share all her information on the blog. I'm going to put all the links in there. So just remember to visit blendedinblack.com/slash podcast. Brenda of Stepmom Magazine, everybody. Let's give her a round of applause. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy.